You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from me, and I talked about, um, well, I kind of cataloged um, all the different men I have had sex with while, I, while I'm on vacation. This week, I called Chloe Radcliffe in New York City. Chloe is a writer for The Tonight Show, and uh, we talked about popping zits on ourselves and on anyone who will let us. Here's Chloe Radcliffe. I love popping zits on anybody, and including myself and uh but mostly other people and uh i think largely just because i (laughs) this is like a very fun humble brag where i'm like yeah i don't have enough zits to pop on my own body so (laughs) uh, my skin is just like too good but i wish it was bad um so i will pop anybody's zits who will let me and uh mostly that's boyfriends and it has been a problem in multiple relationships <laughs> man you are uh, you're preaching to the choir already because this is <laughs> this is like the wor- the most vicious fights me until i get into it's because i won't stop picking at his back right and when i god when somebody has a good back you're like i, I oh yeah to lay down and let me do this and it's literally like a compulsion like i feel like he thinks like i'm being a dick and i'm like i i'm i can't stop myself from from doing this <laughs> right Right, I want to, like, it's so, it's so satisfying, I have to do it, ah, and I think also, I, because I've done it on my own skin so much, I I have a, I think I'm, like, kind of numb to the specific pain of popping a zit on my own skin, and so... I am like, I don't know, it doesn't hurt when I do it to myself, and the answer is like, no, it it absolutely does hurt when I do it to myself. I just, like, grit my teeth because oh, yeah. the value of popping this in is higher than the detraction of the pain or whatever It's a sick is. pleasure, yes, but it is. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, like, it's also, like, I have transitioned it into, like, that's how I de-stress. Like, I, it's, I, I have looked back and been like, oh, I didn't think of myself as somebody who ever self-harmed. Like, I never cut, I never, I guess that's the main form, except I have popped so many zits and it's and I would like hide it I would do it on my boobs um where I which was like always gonna be hidden and enough that like I have like scarred the top of my boobs oh god because I've like and I and so I look back and I'm like hmm that's that's funny I guess that was a form of self-harm and now I (laughs) release of stress yeah tell that to uh my cortisol levels I don't (laughs) yeah I don't know I um it is weird to be like, oh, I guess objectively this is bad, but I love it, so yeah. I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, also, I can't when you're. <laughs> I keep thinking of. I don't know if you even remember saying this to me, but when you were talking about your zit obsession, what that time you were like, you said it really like offhand, and you were like, like we were like talking about like picking or something. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, I plucked all my pubes out, and I was like, and I was like, ha ha ha, and then you're like, no, I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> Yeah, that was my like attempt at replacing uh replacing popping with tweezing. 
I do like tweezing too. Yeah, and it like it like works. It's like seventy percent is good. The best part of tweezing is that then you wind up creating ingrown hairs, and then those are more zits to pull. <laughs> what, what is that's what is the that real called? treasure. <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, the only this is. I wonder if you should like tell Toller to institute this as like maybe a, a like a you know a, a force for. I don't know, what's the, what's the word? I can't remember. That's like a balance between. Um, the only thing that has ever worked is I dated a guy once who was like, here's the deal. You can pop whatever, but you have to show me what comes out every single time. Every single pop, you have to show me what you get out. <laughs> and it is such a good, like, shaming tactic because there are so many times where, like, he can't see what I'm popping, yeah. especially on a, especially on a back. But even like if you're doing it on somebody's like face or whatever, you know, what wherever wherever it is, like for the most part, they can't see what's coming out. And if you have to show the person, and it's like this tiny little nothing, then they are rightfully like, "Why did you pop that? You shouldn't have popped that." And then you're like, and so I like would go into popping something on him and be like. Ah, no, I can't do that because I know that not enough is going to come out for it to be worth it. So, anyway, that Inter- was the only... That's very interesting. Yeah, that was the only, like, form of restraint that ever worked, that was ever effective. Oh, but I love those little blackheads, too. <laughs> I know. Well, well, that was... I mean, the little blackheads are, to me, I'm like, those count. Because, like... Oh, yeah. I, I can communicate that, like, these are the most successful. And those are my favorite ones. And they hurt the least, too. Right. They're the most ready to come yeah. out. Do you watch? Do you watch pimple popping videos? I do. Not like obsessively, but like I follow Dr. Pimple Popper, so they'll come up in my feed and I'll give it a look. Yes, yeah. That's sort of that's basically where I'm at too. Like if, every once in a while when I want a little break, I'll like watch yeah, it. Yeah. I but it does feel like it feels like um it, <laughs> it does it does feel like porn where I'm like I don't really want to see the professional stuff. Like, I want to see the amateurs. Like, I want to see, like, a nice a nice blackhead. Like, I don't need to see a fucking cis getting pulled. You know, right. that's a bit much. Right. It's exactly like porn. But it's just yeah. not as satisfying, the cis to me. I don't know why. Yeah, and, well, and the, the, like, big gross ones, I like, I feel like I could do big gross ones in person. I think I can stomach a lot in person, but oh, I'd love a, I like. I'd love a chance to get one of those in person. <laughs> I know. Oh. Um, well, okay, so actually the specific story is about one of those giant cysts. Um, yes. I, uh, I have said I love you to three Jeffs. And, oh, um, wow. <laughs> Jeff number, I'm currently on Jeff number three. Um, Third time the charm. <laughs> What? I said third time's the charm. Yeah, hopefully. Well, we'll see. No, I, I love him very much. And he's next to me. Um, Pervert? He, he's not, actually. He's oh, good. Um, but, uh, no, uh, yes, Jeff number two had, for most of his 20s, he had cystic acne. And then we started dating when he was... 27 and he was like just coming out of having cystic acne and I was so mad that I had missed that um and he was like he he would like describe them to me and he was like yeah they're like they're huge and they hurt and I would have to have my mom pop them for me and I'm I've never been jealous of a boyfriend's mom before (laughs) um and uh 
and then and then like six months into us dating he got one and it was the only one that he ever had while we dated um and we got in this huge fight he had had he had had this zit for like a few days and it was i mean it doesn't it didn't even look like a zit like it looked like it was like a red inflamed circle the size of a quarter like it just was like it, it just looked like an injury or something and um and we got in this huge fight about it was something i can't remember what it was it was some it was some like it was something political or like political-ish like it, it, i, th- I want to say it was like about tipping servers or something like that and he just like he's a sweet wonderful guy who like came from a very not only conservative but like we don't talk about anything kind of family and those are also were like a lot of his friends and so he just like he now is very liberal and like knows a bunch about a bunch of shit but at the time he just sort of like wasn't really very aware anyway so we got in this giant fight and i was really shitty to him i was like very mean to him and like unleashed the full power of my vocabulary on this poor (laughs) man who didn't deserve it and like couldn't fight back and uh and the next day we were gonna drive like three hours to my family's cabin and so it was like there's no escaping this fight and we and somehow the like the fight lasted for like two hours I can't remember whatever it was such a it was this like huge horrendous fight but he was staying at my house and we were driving the next morning and it was like there's there's there was like nothing to do except figure out how to end the fight and then we like kind of tired ourselves out after a little while and after like 10 minutes of silence he was like would you pop this it it hurts so bad (laughs) (laughs) and he laid down on his stomach and I got a pin and I, I like, you know, like once you, when you're a good zip popper, you like, you know where the pore is and you know where to poke to make it like, you, you know how to like make it neat and how to make it the most mm-hmm. effective. And, um, yes, I and do. so I like did it right. And I started then squeezing and a huge like geyser of pus squirted out and I was so I was kneeling over him so my face was like probably two feet above his back (laughs) and it hit my face (laughs) it was so it was huge it was so I mean it was so gross in the most satisfying way (laughs) and I and so like that was gross and I had to like pause and wipe it off and then, but there was still more, and it, it was, he was like, it still hurts, and I knew that there was still more in there, and I went back, and I, so I had to squeeze again, and it didn't, it didn't, like, jet out like that, but it, like, overflowed, and truly, like, I think there was, like, a shot glass worth of pus in there. Oh, there my was, God. It was insane, and, um, and then, so once everything was out, uh, don't, don't stop till there's I, blood, like, that's what I say. Wait, say again. I say, I don't, I, when it is done, a little blood needs to come out. That's how you know. Right, exactly. That's yeah. how you know. And that's, and I think that's also like what, like, cleans it, you know? Like, yeah. get the blood through there and then. Oh, yeah, I never right, thought about it like that. Yeah. And, and like, if it's clear, if it's pussy, like, you know that there's still more, there's something mm-hmm. in there. Um, I know, I'm always like hoping for something hard at the end. That's like always yeah. what I want. The final, like. <laughs> yeah, ah, oh, it's so good. 
Um, at, anyway, so at the end, I, uh, I like, I, I cleaned it up. I think I, I think I put, I mean, I think it was bleeding, um, not like gushing, but I think it was like, this is clearly like a cavity in his skin now that like yeah. has filled with blood. And so I think I like put antiseptic on and a bandaid and whatever. And we went to the cabin we like went to sleep and went to the cabin the next day and it was fine. And, um, and then like a week later we went to, he was, he's, he was, he is from the Wisconsin Dells and he had a bunch of his group of friends out to the Dells for like a water park trip and to stay at his parents' house. And we were at the water park and his sister-in-law who I hated and who hated me, mm-hmm. his, his brother and sister-in-law and I were like mortal enemies. And, uh, Jeff had, I, the bandaid had come off, but he still had, or like he had taken the bandaid off from the zit on his back, but he still had truly like, a crater the size of probably about a quarter and it was like probably like a quarter inch deep where it just like his skin hadn't fully recovered and it was bruised um and it so it was like fairly noticeable when you're wearing a swimsuit at a water park and his sister-in-law was like, Jeff, what was that? What happened? Because it's this, like, weird-looking Bruce. Mm-hmm. And she goes, was Chloe just poking you over and over and over? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to fucking kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Is that abuse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he had to be like, he was like, oh, I, like, ran into the cabinet corner or something. <laughs> he, like, something Why wouldn't he just admit he had a big old zit? Because uh, he was like such a sweet, normal boy, and he, he couldn't admit anything weird. Oh, hmm. wow! One of Tiller's hits hit me in the face one time, but it was just—it was just one of those little ones that, like, but like when they pop, they hit the mirror, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was the one popping it, and so I was the mirror, and I—I <laughs> I was like, "This is what I get." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This is this is fair. This is an even like." I was like, "I." The, the price has been paid. <laughs> you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories. And I, and I got to read them all. Okay. <laughs> Normally we would go back and forth, but... <sighs> Anyways, um, okay. One Saturday morning at 6 a.m., my cat woke me up by jumping onto my bed with a piece of poo dangling from her long, beautiful tail hair. I had to spend the whole morning chasing her around the apartment to get her, to get her home clean. Oh, my home clean. <laughs> Been there. Um, when Jeff, Jeff and I dog sat for my cousins, and they have a little, like, some insane shih tzu mix that is cute and very dumb and uh we shaved him and his entire back half was just like matted it was like dread like dreadlocked shit fur so oh i get it <laughs> yeah my cat well my my other cat r.i.p well, he ate one of my hairs and he shit out the hair but so like one end of the hair was still inside of him, and the right. other side had a little piece of poop stuck to it, and it was scaring him, so he's running around the apartment. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? 
<laughs> like he's being chased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, okay, here's another one. I photographed my pussy with Flash. Would not recommend. She looked like a creature from Aliens. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I ha- <laughs> The, like, one time in my whole life, and I think I was, like, 21 when I fully shaved, I looked down and I- it, I thought it looked like the monster that comes out of the guy's chest in Alien. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The shape of it. That- minus the teeth, obviously, but- It's- It is, uh- Every time I look, I'm always, like, beautiful, and then I look closer, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much. It's, yeah, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, like, kind of, like, a handful of of flesh. There's, like, there's, like, it's not, like, taut, you know? No, yeah. (laughs) If it is, that's, it's bad. I've, I've learned. Yeah. When, yeah. I had a reaction one time and it did become taut and I didn't uh, care for that at all. Yes, I uh, would not recommend. <laughs> Sucked. Um, okay, here I got one more. And I saved the best for last. Um, once I was in a car with my mom and complained to her about a bad smell. My mom dismissed me saying it was just from the outside. A couple hours later we returned to the car to find thousands of flies inside. There was a week old raw chicken in the trunk. I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to go along with my mom to the car wash. Oh my god. I don't know why she didn't get to go to the car wash, but uh <laughs> I don't know why she would want to go to the car wash. Oh, I do. It's fun. Cuz of how it looks. <laughs> oh, sure. I guess. <laughs> but aren't you sitting But like how does the car wash like, you're sitting inside the car where the raw chicken smell is. That doesn't... It doesn't... I would stay away from the car. Did the flies, um... No. They didn't. At first I was like, maybe they hatched out of the chicken, but that doesn't make sense. No, I'm sure they did. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you ever watch... <clears throat> it's kind of in the popping uh, vein, but do you ever watch those videos of, like, maggot therapy? Um... I've never seen maggot therapy, but I've seen um, bot fly removal. Oh yeah, it's kind of well, yeah, it's kind of similar. Oh god, have, or like that do- that dog that had all the maggots in its skin, and they pulled all like thousands of maggots out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But, but they put the maggots right like on people's like when people have like a wound that where where like the flesh is like necrotic flesh. Yeah, and it, yeah. and when they and they put the maggots on and they're so little, and then when they peel the bandaid off, they're so big and juicy. <laughs> Oh, really? I yeah, should look, look that up. I've seen bot fly removal where, like, it'll be, like, a tiny little kitten, and it'll have, like, eight bot flies living in its face. Aww. And it's so, like, it's, you know that it's, like, very good for the animal to have the flies removed. They're, and it's, like, very satisfying to watch. So it's, like, sort of a, it's a nice, like, feel-good gross-out, you know? <laughs> That's, honestly, yeah, the maggot one is like that, too, because it's, they're, they're helpful bugs. Yeah, helpful bugs. And they get a bad, they get a bad... Uh, they have a bad reputation, but they're good. <laughs> right, right. Good and good for you. That's what my dad would say. Um, he would usually say that about like broccoli or something, but <laughs> <laughs> but it applies. Our live story comes from Jenna Gebhardt. That's me. Uh, along with producing this show and podcast, I'm also a cast member at the Lincoln Lunch. 
This was recorded in January of 2020. The thesis is when I travel, my standards for man drop so low. <laughs> and I have a few um, bullet points. I have a few, well, I, I'm gonna separate by location, starting uh, from the most boring to the most exotic. Um, starting with Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> have you guys been? Oh, cool, yeah. It's actually, you know, it's not bad. It's nice. It's, um, Houdini's first escape. Hello. But you didn't know that. Houdini, Houdini was born in Appleton, and he fucking hated it. So, he disappeared. Uh, so was Willem Dafoe. So, okay, good. Let's just to get that. And he also hated it. <laughs> Has gone on the record. But I like it. Um, and I was there. I was doing, they have a comedy club there. And I, so I, I met a guy when I was at the comedy club. And I, first of all, he is a person. This is so embarrassing. <sighs> so, when I'm like traveling or when I'm like on vacation, I'm like, I gotta fuck somebody, right? Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta relax. So, <laughs> like look and then it, you know it's like one in the morning and I'm like well I guess this is what okay this is you know it's like sometimes you're in like sometimes you're like in the ocean and like this you know the wind's blowing and then sometimes you're in a hot tub in a motel six and they're both different ways of enjoying yourself uh and so I okay I I slept with a man who openly admitted to me that he flosses in public I'll just let it settle in. I said, you have to be joking. I said, do you, you would think it's okay to floss on the train? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. <laughs> I was like, alrighty then. Uh, he said that if people smoke cigarettes in public, he should be able to floss, because smoking is bad for you and flossing is good. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> like, simply, I would rather have someone put their cigarette out on my face than sit on the train next to you flossing your horrible little teeth. <laughs> anyway, then I fucked him. So, <laughs> but, and so I should not have been surprised, but I, he, he put in a mouth guard. Teeth, teeth care was very important to him. He put in a mouth guard, uh, not beforehand, like an athlete, I would have been into that, you know. <laughs> like if he was like, I'm gonna put this in so I don't bite my tongue. <laughs> I'd be like, Whoop, play ball, baby. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> Dump the Gatorade on myself, you know. I would, <laughs> that would be cool. No, he did it uh, afterwards, like a nerd. Yes, like a nerd. <laughs> Came out of the bathroom wearing a full bright blue custom-made mouth guard, just like it was no big deal. Just like, good night. <laughs>
A bunch of bread is made out of metal. Does everyone know that? I mean, everyone here knows that, but like, it's made out of sharp pieces of wire. You'd bet stab into each tit. It's like a torture device, okay? If, if, if a woman looks good, she's bleeding somewhere. Like, there's always a pressure point. You're like, oh yeah, you like this? Got little knives on these. <laughs> we're like, work bitch, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Jesus on the cross, we're like, amazing hat. <laughs> the pointer, the better. <laughs> I've, even, I've even like bonked my head during sex and been like, how do I keep it sexy? <laughs> Who else has bonked one's head? Okay, can you raise their hand, I like that. <laughs> Oh, it's bound to happen. It's dark. I've never been there before. Change to the bed, thrashing around. <laughs> you know? Just kidding. Uh, it is. It is hard to come back from. Uh, it, the energy in the room, it's kind of like if someone was doing like a little sexy strip tease and then they just stub the shit out of their toe. And everybody's like, what do we <laughs> Ladies, what do I do? This is what I do. I say, Oh no, I'm not throwing up from the concussion. <laughs> oh, no, I'm throwing up because your dick is too big. <laughs> oh, the fellas love it. They're slipping around in the vomit. We, <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> that was Appleton. Uh, <laughs> moving right along, Portland. I went on a little trip to Portland, and at the end of the trip, I was, well, my friend went home, leaving me in the Airbnb alone, which, so I was swiping through Tinder, like, my thumb was, like, burning from the friction. <laughs> and I landed on this guy that looked really normal. Uh, and he that wasn't. Um, he, he wasn't a virgin, but he hadn't had sex for seven years. <laughs> Which I, what, yeah, uh, I, I don't even, I don't even, but I was like, I was like, well, and I knew that from kissing him. Have you ever done that? Where I was like, <laughs> it, it, came, it came at me so, like a bird's beak, you know? Like, oh, but like, oh, I can't, it's like hard to explain to people without doing it to them, which is, <laughs> Assault, assault. So I don't. <laughs> it was like the lips turned into almost like an anus. I can't like. It was, it was so bad. Um, and so I had to find a polite way to be like, "Have you done this before?" Uh, but then I was like, "Well, you know, somebody has to. You know, it's like it's like when you can't get a job." because you don't have any experience, but you're like, how am I supposed to fucking get experience if nobody will hire me because I don't have experience, you know? So I was trying to, I guess I was trying to employ this guy at fucking, and I, <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to do the right thing, and <laughs> it was one of the most, um, I mean, I can't, it was just sort of flopping around. It didn't work, it didn't take, but uh, <laughs> he could not get it up, and he said, man, I guess I shouldn't have jacked off three times today. <laughs> Yes, for sure, number one, yeah, but also, that's something you can just not say. <laughs> it's like, it's cold out inside. Uh, but then he, 
there was this point where I was like, I'm going to sleep now. And he went into the bathroom, and he was in there for sort of a very long time. And while he was in there, all these thoughts started like spiraling through my brain. And I was like, I'm in a city I don't really know. I super don't know this guy. I'm alone with him in this neighborhood I've never been. You know, and I was like, I was picturing him coming out of the bathroom with his own shit, like, smeared across his face. That's, like, where I got to, and I was, like, planning my escape and stuff, and I, so I was finally like, are you okay? And he said, yes, th that he'd been in there um, trying to jack off. Oh. And he said it like it was like, you know, how you do. <laughs> and he'd been using this lotion from the bath. This is, like, isn't even funny anymore. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> using this rose-scented lotion. And so like, the smell now is very triggering to me. Uh, and that's like what Portland's known for, is they're fucking roses. <laughs> this big rose guard. But yeah, it was like the whole, I literally said to him, I was like, they, the whole like, keep Portland weird thing. I was like, I did not think that was, all the weird was gonna happen within two hours right now. I like, it was like, yikes. Um, okay, Portland, we're done. Uh, Mexico, hello. Oh, this one's getting spicy. Uh, <laughs> I was in Mexico, and um, actually this guy was really nice, but the situation that ended up happening was a little foul. Um, so, I mean, I was, wa I was wasted in Mexico. Yeah, we'll cut to that. <laughs> and when I, well, I brought this guy home with me, and t as always, Men do not have condoms ever. Um, and I think that if they, I think they'll be like, oops, guess we don't have any. <laughs> I guess we won't have to use one. Um, and I'm like, I will use a Ziploc bag before I let you put your bigger penis in me. Um, I will wrap it up with, with something. You're not gonna like it. Um, and so I'm the only one that had condoms, and they are bad. They are from, they're the free ones from Planned Parenthood that you get in a little paper bag. Uh, it's like they're giving you drugs or something, and it uh, should be illegal to give those people. So it, like, they're bad. They're, <laughs> I want the good one. No, okay, they're bad, and also small. And he was not that small. So we, I was like, well, this is, so his, his dick is wearing the condom like a little hat. <laughs> And I'm just like, yes, that's what, that's good enough for me, I guess. <laughs> so it didn't, yeah, so that happened. Then I passed out completely. Um, and then when I woke up, this is very graphic. I, it's wild to say this into a microphone. Um, but I, so I woke up and I said, where is the condom? Uh, and he said, and his English was amazing, so he just was like, inside. <laughs> And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then he was like, he kind of was a nice guy. He was like, I can help you. He was like, I'll help you get it out. And I was like, oh, that won't be necessary. <laughs> I'm like already hung over at 6 a.m. You know, I'm like, <laughs> So I like, I, and this man came so much calm. It was, I mean, oh, south of the border. They can squirt. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like digging around. My hands are like wet with this strangers ejaculate. Finally pulled this fucking condom out. And then that's the story I tell men now when they try to fuck me without a condom. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know me, dude. <laughs> like, it's wild. <laughs> okay, that's Mexico. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, Paris. Yeah. Oh, 
long show, bitch. That's right. I did drink two bottles of wine a day for two weeks. Uh, also, I think this would really inspire everyone because I am a waitress. And look at all my... <laughs> I travel. Um, just kidding. I'm kind of a loose cannon. But, um, so, yeah, I was in... Wait, so who's been in Paris? Okay, that is good. Very cultured. Hello. Um, they have the bars have these little, like, basement areas dug out underneath where you can go smoke cigarettes inside. Called a fumeur, uh, and which I think Americans get shit for being trashy, and like obviously we are, but at least we can go outside and smoke our cigarettes where the smoke can go up to Jesus. Like the French people dig a little hole and they climb in and they say, "Yes, this is very good." It's, like, it's disgusting, and it's like not like the couches are like covered in cigarette burns. The ceiling is a mirror, which I'm like, did not need to look myself in the eye down here. I was like, Whoa. I'm like sitting down there chain smoking these little little hand rolled cigarettes with this French guy and he said, I would like to share a kiss. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that's why I came here. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> and then he said, um, he's like, it is not why you, why you think it is because of your scent. <laughs> Which I was still like, okay. <laughs> I like mercy. Uh, and then he said, you smell like a crap. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like a flat pancake? <laughs> Is that what I smell like? Um, and it, I don't know, it worked, so I guess, you know. <laughs> I, well, I didn't, but I made out with him, which was still, I think, more than, I mean, yeah, I was on vacation. Uh, you know, had to, flew all the way over there. It wasn't going home empty-handed. Uh, I did make out with that guy, but I left a very bad Yelp review for Paris as a city. Uh, and, I, and I noted that guy. Um, okay, well, that's Paris. I did it. Uh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> um, thank you. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Chloe Radcliffe. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chloe.Radcliffe. And uh, you can watch our weekly live show. It's called Something Good. And on all social media, we are at Something Good NY. I run it with Caitlin Palufo and Ben Katzner. And uh, it's a little comedy variety show. We got games and sketches and stand-up and... Uh, is a lot of fun and that happens every tuesday at 9 p.m eastern streaming on youtube youtube.com slash something good this saturday over a thousand people were arrested at the protest in downtown chicago um, if you'd like to donate to the chicago community bond fund you can head over to chicagobond.org and i'll put that link in the description i'm jenna gephardt and this podcast has been produced by me if you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. And the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.